this is going to be a really weird episode of the podcast, I'm thinking. I, I don't know. I mean, same guy. It's pretty cool. We'll have to do something different. Like, I don't know. I'll have to talk differently so they can differentiate between us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm. You sound a lot like me. It's a, you got a really nice voice. I thank you. I think. Hey, what do you guys think of my voice? How's, how's my audio quality? You need to go back to wow podcasting, ass. Relics of War, episode 119, the podcast about Guild Wars 2 and the Guild Wars community on the whole. My name is Ryan, I'll be your host today, and uh, with me today I've got a very unique set of hosts, and it's, um, I've got to preface this a little bit. So you're not going to introduce me first? No, first I need to do the introduction, I need to talk about why things are the way they are at the moment. Um, next week, first of all, I'm probably not going to be on the show, I'm going to be preparing to travel to New Orleans and do this huge event, this convention, so uh, you're going to look forward to Greibach hosting that episode. Um, but for today, there's enough to talk about, I didn't want to leave things, you know, so I still wanted to do a show. Uh, but I didn't want there to be a monologue either. So I've actually pulled on a guest, but it's not really a guest. Um, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it's you. Yeah, it's me. Uh, my name's Ryan. With me here today, I've got Cole. Yeah, how's it going? I've also got with me some guy who does a WoW podcast, um, and he doesn't give a damn about his audio quality. It's a real nice opportunity. I'm, I'm glad to be here, guys. <laughs> Did you just deliberately blow into your mic? I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna mute him, jackass. So anyway, uh, for this episode, uh, because it's two of the same guy with a very similar voice, I think uh, Cole, would you mind doing different voices? Perhaps uh, for each segment, you could be somebody else. Uh, yeah, sure. Hey, that's great. So uh, we're gonna jump right into this. They're squirrels. They're one of the most amiable creatures on the planet. Oh no, they're not. On the list of hostile predators, they're right above the bottom, just above baby chicks and slugs. What could they possibly want? Your nuts? Patch Adams, that's perfect, because you're doing voices, and Patch Adams is a reference to Robin Williams. It's, it's, it's great. So, uh, in talking about the Black Lion Chess and the Living Story Season 2 Journal, uh, who do we have with us? Uh, it's gonna be Patrick Warburton. Uh, some of you, you might know me as, uh, Joe Swanson from Family Guy. You don't have to do the whole exposition, that's fine. Um, so Black Lion Chess have a new interface. You want to tell us about that? Oh, yeah, sure. So I kind of burnt myself out on uh, doing these key runs. And uh, yeah, I guess ArenaNet pretty much decided that they wanted that to be a little more appealing. So they've they put this interface and for, I don't know, somewhere around uh, next couple of weeks, you're going to be getting these little dust thingamajigs. If you got a, you know, 800 stacks of some booster and you don't plan on using it like speed boost or something, you basically get to turn that into something else. Kind of consolidate a little bit. Yeah, so uh, you could turn that into let's see i'm not sure how that works because like you i burnt myself out on on key runs and haven't done it since they changed things but as i understand like one of the things you could do is you could take your speed boost and turn that into an enchanted boost and then from there turn it into you know a magic find boost or something like that uh, i'm still more concerned with bank space to be honest with you right so anyway uh living story season two journal this is the big scoop here this is uh you guys want to pay attention to this uh you can stop with the voice it's getting annoying thank you for that so what's going on with the season two journal is arena net have received a lot of criticism about the perm or i'm sorry the temporary content that came with living story season one and so obviously people want permanent content, but there were a lot of people that also liked the fact that the world changed a lot because of uh, season one and the way the living story works in general. So they're introducing this journal now. Um, 
I don't know. You want to explain how it works? Yeah. So think of like a DVR. Basically what's going on here is you've got this journal and it's going to keep track of all the living story episodes or, or segments that you've unlocked. The way you unlock these is uh, when ArenaNet announces that they've released a new living story step, you just log in and it's going to unlock that for your account and you can go back and you can do that living story step whenever you want. So in another year, you can go back and do this. That includes achievements. So if you want to do an achievement, you just go back to the one uh, that you, you missed an achievement on and you go ahead and unlock that. Yeah. And if you do miss a step, you can also, as I understand that, you can unlock that for 200, ge- 200 gems, which is not too bad. Um, and yeah, that means that, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to log on every two weeks, which really, I mean, come on, that's not too bad. Uh, but yeah, so now people will be able to go back to living story steps way off in the past. Now people are going to ask about whether or not you can uh, do that with living story season one. It's kind of like town clothes. Um, you know, they were experimenting with something they didn't, it, it wasn't designed in a way that makes it feasible to incorporate this into the journal. So season one is not going to be packaged into that. For one thing, season Season one had a lot of events where there were lots of people that had to be there with you to do that living story step. Um, you, you really can't just incorporate that into one person's individual journal that opens things up in sort of an instanced way. Right. But everything in the foreseeable future after living story two will be that way. And uh, if you want to experience living story one and you missed it, uh, YouTube is probably the place to go. My main concern was that we got something to do with lots of people. I want to be able to go into something that's instanced with a lot of guildmates. I don't really see this doing that, but we don't know enough. Like maybe this will also be incorporated into that somehow. Moving on then, we're going to talk about some world versus world with Stack on Pin. Commander, they're taking our tower. What do we do? Uh, incoming Zerg of 800, headed for the clock tower. Ows! Who has mastery? Stay on the taco! Oil, cannons, might, might, might! But don't chase, dammit. Did half the Zerg just run after one guy? <sighs> Vale! For the love of God, where's my fail? Defend the garrison! Well, that's why we need more people on TeamSpeak. I need a master rammer! Yeah, so world versus world. I know we've been talking about that a lot a lot on the show recently, but um, some people are upset, it looks like. Yeah, if you remember back during the Ancient Karka Queen event when it was the real big thing going on in the world and they were opening up South Sun Cove, uh, people went, they did this event, and you were supposed to get this nice bag full of exotics and all sorts of cool stuff. And after it was done, a lot of people didn't get it and or people disconnected and so they couldn't get it. So um, ArenaNet wanted to make things right. So a little while after it was over and the debacle kind of settled, they checked everybody's account to make sure that they were part of that event and they shipped out these that prize for everybody um, just kind of to make sure everyone got something. Thing was, some people did get the, the boxes, including myself. They got the prize and then afterward they got another one. Um, how does that translate to what happened here? So basically, a, a bunch of people, um, they got the tokens. You need the tokens. You need to close your mouth. Words are coming out. What he was trying to say was that a lot of people got the tokens that they needed to trade into the vendor that is, you know, going to be there to get your world versus world uh, weapons, your hero weapons and stuff like that. Thing is, a lot of people did not get those tokens. They didn't get the rewards for how their server did in world versus world this season. So uh, ArenaNet has not released this vendor yet. So there are some people that should have a token, some people that do have a token, but no vendor to use it on. Um, what ArenaNet are doing is basically they're, they don't want want that same thing to happen that happened again with the ancient Karka Queen. And a lot of people that thought they might get a double up are getting really pissed off on the forums. They're like, well, I don't want to have to wait. No, it's not that you don't want to have to wait. You want to take your chances at getting two rewards. So, um, and maybe I'm, I'm like oversimplifying the problem. Maybe it surely is a matter of impatience for some. What's really obnoxious about it though is the way 
the way they air their grievance about this. I mean, they're saying GG Anet. I keep seeing that all the way through. GG Anet. Good game. Really? I mean, that doesn't even work when you're in PvP trying to upset somebody. It's more just a trash talk thing. These guys actually seem to think that when they say GG Anet, they're going to cause the people at the company to go, boy, I need to really evaluate my life choices. Uh, I'm just a hollow shell of a person. It's it's not going to bring any changes. If you have a problem with it, articulate a sentence. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. No one's arguing about the need for a plan. Your plan's just stupid and won't work. Now I've got the parts to fix this, but we'll have to build the bumper ourselves. What is this? What is this? What is this? Speculator's Corner? No, no, no! This is Zerker's only pain gear, please. So for today's Zerker's only pain gear, please, we have a full PvE meta compendium, courtesy of Death and Taxes, that Nike Foros posted. In here, and I'm going to link this in the show notes. By show notes, I do mean for now on the WordPress blog uh, at relicsofwar.com. Anyway, you can go look at this thing. It's got, um, for most of the professions, it has at least three builds that you can run with videos that are very clear about how to do it. These guys do their math, so they're not uh, they're not slackful about this. This is very mathematically determined. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, so if you're looking for a build to run in PvE for fractals or progression content, this is going to be the place to go. And it's very new, again, so all the stuff's going to be up to date. Um, but yeah, the only the only professions I don't see multiple entries for are rangers and necros. Right, and, it, and it's kind of self-explanatory because... Actually, what about engineers? Oh yeah, engineers, there's just one. Yeah, so, I mean, it, goes to, it stands to reason. Those are the three professions kind of with the biggest stigma about them. Um, but they're there. I mean, it, it's something. And for the rangers, by the way, um, if you talk smack about rangers, in PVE in any sort of a public forum, Brazil will hunt you down and he'll uh, punch your butt. <laughs> he's he's actually uh, very defensive of those rangers. It's a good build. I guess they do great damage. So stop hating on rangers, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's a barebow. Uh, even barebow is at a DPS. True. That doesn't make you not suck. Furthermore, now, let's talk about dungeons. Yes, dungeons. Yes, very good. Uh, undocumented changes to dungeons. Yeah, so we have the patch notes on what ArenaNet have done to the game, but what have they done to dungeons beyond that? They've done quite a bit. Now the Spider Queen, if you stack in that spot, she shoots her poison at you, and everybody died, and I said GGA net. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so the Spider Queen, exactly what you were trying to say. The Spider Queen, there was a, a, a spot you stacked in at the beginning of every Ascalonian Catacombs run, and she wouldn't spit her poison at you, which was pretty much the most lethal, most lethal attack there. Um, so now you kind of got to do that more legit. I'm sure people will find just another way to do this in a more speedy fashion. But the Graveling Breeder, there's a path of Ascalonian Catacombs where you've got these spike traps. I'm just trying to jog everyone's memory here. You got these three chains that you pull to set off these spike traps. So you have three people man those or two because one person can run back and forth and then the rest of the people go down and they kind of kite around all this massive mob of gravelings that come after you and uh, there's this one breeder that comes up and that's what actually finishes the event killing that breeder used to be that a few spike traps on him dead yeah so now you're gonna have people manning the traps still to get rid of the the, the swarm of of gravelings but you also need to deal direct damage to kill that breeder so, I don't know if you guys knew this, but there's a dungeon called Codicus Manor that uh, some people have been known to do. Yes, and um, they may do it less often now because one of the things that got you through this really unenticing dungeon was to attack things through walls, which is pretty cool. Um, anyway, you cannot attack things through walls in this dungeon now. Which, also, I need to test this in the the um, the orphanage stage of Black Lion Key, chest key farming, black chest, black chest, what? Yeah, 
basically in the orphanage, you would attack these dudes through a wall. And it would make it easier to go into the burning orphanage and finish it off. So that may affect this. I don't really know. We'll have to test that. Um, Twilight Arbor. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I have this theory on what ArenaNet is trying to do with PvE. They're trying to turn it into QOP the MMO. Basically, if you're not doing direct damage with power and precision and, you know, just straight damage, they're trying to make it useless in PvE. Anything else, they don't want you doing it. So I don't know why they're, I mean, it's like they're saying, well, we want our content to be difficult. So they're going back to this two-year-old content saying, you're going to want to do this after we make it harder to do because we're going to neuter everything except for swinging your damn sword. Yeah, what we're getting at here is reflects. A running theme up until now is that ArenaNet is taking all of these situations where you could reflect projectiles uh, and make reflection useful. And um, yeah, so just examples of this would be like Old Tom in the unnamed fractal where the Asura dude is up at the top used to be able to reflect his projectiles. Can't do that now. And there are so many other situations where this is becoming the case. I don't understand why they're doing this. But now Malrona's projectiles, they can't be reflected either. However... The freaking Mesmer Warden is like this weird outlier. Because if you don't trade him for, or trade her, whatever it is, if you don't trade it for reflections, they will still absorb. It's like the difference between wall of reflection and smokescreen. So if you don't trade it for reflections, the absorption will still work. But if they're a reflecting, a reflecting Warden, they don't work, which is just weird. So uh, yeah, you're, as a Mesmer, you're going to have to debate whether or not you really want your warden to reflect or not these days because it may be a benefit not to trade for something it still works it still works if you have an untraded warden he will still reflect uh the projectiles from malrona all right at the end of sorrow's embrace path one people were pulling taza to kind of separate taza from the other boss and that doesn't really work but it's it's not a big deal all you have to do is once once taza uh teleports away from the other guy far enough you can kind of just get away from that and there'll kind of be be an unlinking of that aggro and the other boss will go back the other boss's name what was that boss's name i can't pronounce it it's kai um, General Moradovich has a breath of flame attack. You guys know who this is? If not, you can just go back to the segment bumper because that's what it is. Um, you know, right before that guy, no, no, no. Right before that guy does that, or right after that guy does that bit, there's a boss who has these rings of fire. And all you had to do was uh, cleanse conditions and those rings would go away. Now pretty much everybody's going to be on fire. So we're going to burn this down, this guy down really fast. Yep, and the next two changes have, have everything to do with this same path. So at the clown car, there's a clown car in Sorrow's Brace as well, where you go up this ramp and you kind of hide under this deck and you're just going to, you know, you're going to shoot it with your ice bow for or whatever. They've made it so that the clown car is flipped the other way and everything spawns closer to you. Doesn't make a difference. No, doesn't change anything. Moving on, you head up the ramp and then you've got these two champs that are right by this door. They used to stay stationary and you just attack them through the door and everything would be easy breezy beautiful. They are no longer stationary, so you're just going to stack on that spot anyway and you're going to get hit a little more. No big deal there. In Crucible of Eternity, the, the there's that golem and he stands right between, I think it was five totems that kind of just shoot these buffs at him. And you could reflect those those projectiles that they shoot to give the buff and shoot him away. This golem is no longer stationary, so he can move out of there. Uh, now, the question to me is, um, and I haven't done this since the patch, but does that mean you could just throw him against the wall and do a fiery greatsword rush? My guess is yes. So I'm, I, I'm curious what their intent was here. Like, what were they trying to do? In a raw, if you guys remember that really big ooze on path one, I think it was path one and path three, 
um, there was this rock that people could stand on and he'd bounce up and down and try and knock people around and it made kind of a pain in the ass fight until you stood on this rock and you didn't have to deal with any of that. It was easy. Well, that's been fixed. So it's back to being a pain. Just a heads up, just so you guys know, don't stand on that rock. Uh, yes. Actually, that was only path one, by the way, um, where that guy was. I'm correcting myself on the fly. Isn't that awesome? Uh, champion spiders. These are in path one and path three and they can no longer be reflected or blocked. Wow. <laughs> so guys, um, yeah, if I were a betting man, I would not invest in anything into being largely reflective. It's just like, we need to do a whole episode on where we're talking about what the hell they're doing with these reflections. What are they thinking? It's a mechanic in the game, for God's sake. You're just telling us not to use specific mechanics. I mean, fess up, ArenaNet. That's your idea. You stop reflecting stuff, please. Thanks. Mage Crusher, since you're bitching, I'm going to move on to path three. Mage Crusher is no longer stationary. Oh, it's just that guy. Who cares? He's no longer stationary. Big deal. Mage Crusher, just go look it up. All right, so Fractal of the Mists in the Molten Furnace, um, they have those multiple phases, those multiple attacks that can be lodged against you where, you know, there's the little things that pound the ground in all four corners and you have to dodge those. That's the same, same old tactic where you stand in the one corner and just jump when you see the one near you smack the ground. Um, that's unchanged and also where you have those fiery tornadoes that fly by, that's unchanged. There's a door that leads up to the actual boss guy. Just stand right at the middle of that door and run run into it like be as butted up against it as possible and you won't get hit by any of these things also unchanged there's the third attack that he'll do against you which is the cannons of fire that just shoot down on the ground and it like covers the whole floor of a specific area you got to be real light on your feet that's what's been changed you used to be able to stand in a corner and avoid pretty much all of it except for a couple smacks of it will not work now so just be ready for that um we're waiting to see what the new stack spot is for that because that's pve for you stack 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 they are also saying that the Molten Duo, those two bosses, Bebop and Rocksteady, I like to call them, uh, the Shockwave Skipper achievement is fixed, which has been a long time in coming. So uh, the question I have is, um, does that... So you have to you have to skip all the waves, right? There's the other guy who's... I think he's the Berserker. No, the Berserker is the one you're attacking. I forgot the other guy, Firestorm. If he hits you with flames and you get agony from that, is that going to script the achievement? Um, I guess I'll test that later. Or if you guys want to write in and let us know, that'd be cool too. All right, so um, as we've probably hinted, this is going to be a very short episode of the podcast. Uh, we're already at the mail sack, just talking about the feedback that we've been getting. So we got one from Avienda the Wise. says, I was wondering if you could tell me if a Phantasm Swordsman, Duelist, or Berserker would hit harder if you have an Ascended Weapon than if you have one from, a dun from Dungeon Tokens. So basically the difference between exotic and Ascended Weapons on Phantasms. And are they tougher if you have Ascended Armor? Going along the thinking that they're copies of you, I'd like to know before I go and make all the Ascended Armor and Weapons, and is it worth it in the long run? Thanks for the podcast and keep up the great work. Well, looking at the, um, the Guild Wars 2 wiki page for Illusions, which is the name for both clones and Phantasms, one of the entries says... Most of an illusion's base stats are inherited from the caster. It's the thing same as the mesmer. Power, precision, condition damage, duration, boon duration, critical damage, armor, and healing power. Illusions will benefit from the mesmer's might stacks, as well as any effects that increase the above stats, such as banner of discipline or spotter. What's not inherited is vitality. Uh, they're unaffected by your weapon strength, sigils, runes, or mechanics that boost health. 
Okay, these stats can be modified by various traits, boons, or conditions. That being said, uh, really the difference between an ascended weapon and a um, exotic weapon, it really is fairly minimal. It is going to benefit your phantasms to do more damage, obviously, as we see here, but it's really not that much. Um, so really, you just need to decide, is there anything else to do? Uh, are you going into fractals? If you're going into fractals, yes, do this. If you're not doing fractals, you're just doing dungeons. I would say it's really up to you. Um, it gives you something to do. It's, it's something that actually gives you a slight statistical benefit as opposed to like an aesthetic thing or an achievement or whatever. So uh, hopefully that's helpful. Um, yeah, and thank you for the compliments. Now, we also have a survey. If you go to relicsofar.com, at the very top, there's this uh, listener survey button you can press and you can take a survey about our show. And um, we got one, despite the fact we'd never mentioned this on the show. We got one last week, and uh, one of the things they liked, they said the humor, community engagement, and longevity of the show is what sets it apart from all other Guild Wars 2 podcasts. I would say that the um, that's something we're going for. We want to be the community podcast, and I never want to have to do a show with myself again because, Cole, you are a bastard. Oh, yeah. You know, I try. Yeah, yeah. He's a nice guy. And plus, there's this other guy who hasn't said anything because his mic sounds like dog piss. Such an elitist. If you're from Northern Shiver Peaks and you are looking to do some Toccaro runs or the worm, the jungle worm, again, Zealots of Shiver Peak, those guys are doing this stuff every weekend. So Saturdays, they're taking out the worm. I forgot the times, but Toccaro, that's happening at uh, 3 o'clock or 3.30 Pacific. Either way, just get there at 2.30, 3.30 Pacific. Uh, that's also the server time, so it's very easy to set your clock to see that. And then at 6.30 Pacific as well. And I have yet to run with them where we did not down to Quaddle. And in fact, the last one we did was like their record. We did it in like 8 minutes, 16 seconds, I think. It was ridiculous. So yeah, you guys, you got to join us for that. It's awesome. All right, so coming up is a bumper uh, just to give you guys a heads up on how to contact us and stuff like that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really do apologize. I, I, I didn't want to just sit here and monologue to you guys. So I'm kind of trying to create this semblance of a podcast with multiple people, even though it's been one guy with two microphones. Wheel of Morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn, World of Warcraft podcaster. That was another episode of Relics of War. If you'd like to get involved, you can find us on any social networking site such as Facebook, Twitter, Steam, and many more just by looking up Relics of War. That's Relics of O-R-R. Similarly, if you'd like to send us mail, you can send that to relicsoforr at gmail.com or go to our website, relicsofor.com, where you can record right there on the front page using our WordPress widget to put on a headset and give us your feedback. Or if you feel more comfortable with it, you can go ahead and just record the audio and send it to us as an OGG or an MP3 file. If you'd like to join us in-game, send a whisper to Cole, C-O-E-H-L, and Nexi, A-N-E-K-S-I, C-Squirrel Run, that's a C, and then Squirrel, and then Run, or Spirit Face to get in contact with us or join the guild. Last, we always love the comments, so if you want to go to our main site and start commenting on some of the posts that we've got or join our forums, you can have fun with that. 
If you listen to us on iTunes, you can find our page on the market and just leave a comment or a rating that you feel that we deserve. If you appreciate that, we'll read them on the show. Well, now you're screwed. You sad sacks. Back to listening to classic rock in the boob joke marathon, in it? That's stupid. We'll set you straight. Let's start you off with NSP Radio. That's right, a radio station just for you Guild Wars 2 players. Head to northernshiverpeaks.org. Also, I'm getting a credit card reader installed in my Nevermind. Before, before the way I was before, and as far as I'm concerned. 